Today on the Design Daily. So excited, how do you feel about these? I feel thrilled, but I actually feel also, am I really, is this really happening? Pinch me, pinch me, but it's happening. I begin my interview with the eminently gracious and talented Julia Buckingham by misnaming one of her signature pieces. No, you, you can call them whatever you want. See, that's the best part. Call them whatever you want, and I'll know what you're talking about. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you. But the exciting news is that Julia goes west with her renowned and masterful blend of old and new. We jump right in with construction underway at Uptown Plaza in Phoenix to hear a little history and the story of her brand, Modernique, making its West Coast debut. It was so interesting that when it came down to the point of thinking about really having a space here and having a, a, a you know a shop and a retail space and bringing this aesthetic to the you know the Arizona Phoenix area, there were only two spots left in Uptown Plaza, so it was really it happened quickly, and it was you know there was this opportunity and I jumped at it, and then the minute that. Uh-huh. Construction is sound of progress. <laughs> and I'll just have to talk above it because I better get used to it. Um, just the opportunity to be a part of this magic has been the, the creative juices. I used to come here as a child with my grandparents. They were one of the first families to move into Sub City, which was, a, was, was the Del Webb community. And Del Webb actually designed and built this shopping center. So this was, AJ's was a Piggly Wiggly. I mean, so I used to come here as a little girl because it was like the place to shop. It had the the finest restaurant. It was this, I forget the name of it, this a fantastic Italian place where all the, you know, the muckety mucks. How did you make the journey from Chicago all the way to the Southwest? And how has that influenced your approach to design? Um, my family moved from the North Shore of Chicago to Albuquerque, New Mexico, when I was in eighth grade. And much to kind of the, the chagrin of, I think, my mother and sort of, you know, the upbringing she had as being a Midwestern girl, we kind of went kicking and screaming. But to be exposed to the Southwestern lifestyle, the colors, the sunsets, the mountains. It, there is no way that that did not influence the way that I look at design. And quite frankly, the design aesthetic that I've created, which really just came from within, is all about this mixing and melding of the different styles and the different trends and the different eras. And the whole philosophy is, you know, bringing apart, I think if I'd stayed in Chicago, you know, and, and gone through high school there, I might not have that. Um, that idea that you can take something that's southwestern and you can take something that's from the East Coast and a primitive and a maybe a Native American influence and put it all together, I might not have been as open to that or as knowledgeable about it. Right. Well, and I think to be open-minded to that, and I think that's what's changing the world of design is, you know, where I thought inherently when I started my design business 15 years ago, you know, it got to the point where I would stop suggesting and showing images of what I wanted to compile or curate because people were just like, those don't go together. So I just said, you know what? This is good Let's pick the core pieces, the anchor pieces. I'm gonna bring all the art, accessories, and rugs at the end of the project. And I'm not gonna tell you about it before, I'm just gonna leave it. And that has been the way that we've, we've designed all of our projects since that time. What are some of the primary experiences or what about the journey has evolved you to the place where you are now? 
uh, my role as a mother, um, as an interior designer, as I was an antiques dealer. I started my business at Neiman Marcus, um, helped to open that, that Michigan Avenue store in oh, Chicago. Wow. So, you know, being a retailer and a salesperson, when you get to the point where you're doing what you love and you sit, sit back and reflect, those rare moments that we all have for reflection, and you say, how did I get here? What did I do to bring me to this yeah. point? And I think kind of the turning moment for me was, it was about six years ago, when I was contacted by two women who started the Antiques and Design Center in High Point, which was absolutely the most brilliant move, because here you have 75,000 of the most fantastically talented designers and architects coming to this little town in North Carolina, and they're looking at all the newest and the latest. And these two women had this vision to create an antiques market. So why wouldn't you want to see the finest of antique pieces with the new? And it was just, it was brilliant. And I don't, they found me on the internet, and they said, We've, we love how you integrate the old with the new. And it was really a cold call. And they said, we would like you to be our keynote speaker when we open the market. And so I said, oh, yes, of course, like I always do. I jump right in. And then I thought, what did I say yes to? What am I doing? So as I'm putting together my presentation, I'm thinking, what am I going to call it? This has to have a name in it and a, a feeling and a mood. And my husband, who I met in kindergarten, They've been married for a long time. He's in branding, and he brilliantly came up with Modernique. He said it makes perfect sense. It's perfect. And so I went to High Point, I gave my presentation, and I came back to Chicago. And um, a very close friend who was the editor of Chicago Home and Garden Magazine said, I heard that word that you use, that Modernique. She's like, I'm going to use it. I think it's perfect. for." And I said, OK. And my husband said, trademark. You better trademark it. Yeah. So at that time was the first moment that I had that word to say, I've come this far. This is what, what I'm building yeah. from all of those experiences and all of that, that learning that, that I, I, could never, I could never come up with the, with the name for it. It's like you create almost an artful tension. It, everything is so unexpected. I'm sure many people do this, where they say, how did she think of that? How did she think of that? She's local. <laughs> I love her. I guess, the, again, that artful tension where you just don't expect it, but you want to linger in the room. You want to linger and enjoy it. Well, that, again, it's such a great question, because I think so much of this comes from what you feel and what you um, are allowed to do with you know, your, your client's vision and your client's acceptance and, you know, respect. Because many times there's a, in a design project, there's a control. Like, I'm not sure, is she, can, can she really steer me the right direction? Is this really what I want? And when you gain that respect of your client and you're able to say, this is what I really, really, really feel. I have a 48 hour rule in our office. Something's installed. We're not available to talk for 48 hours. Ooh, Be great idea. Honestly, it, it, I tell people about it and they're like, oh, they laugh. And then a couple of times you get that call, it's too big, it's too small, it's too weird, it's the wrong color. Don't answer. And 48 hours later, That's they great. love it. Because there's so much to be said for living. Your home is changing. Your lifestyle's changing. And everything that you're looking at, I mean, most people go small with light fixtures. And all of a sudden, you've got this big, graceful, fantastic conversation piece. And you have to get used to it. 
what was the inspiration for the locking vent? Yes. Well, that's that's a, you know one of those stories that you cannot even make up. I was at our showroom in Chicago, and this woman came into the knocked on the door and and came in, and she had this dusty old box, and she said. She was Eastern European, and, and she was having a difficulty speaking in English, and she said, my father was a carpenter, and he had passed away, and she had found these figures in the garage. And I looked into the box, and I saw these fantastic sculptures. And it was, I don't know how she found me. I don't know why she thought I would like them because we're not, we're off the beaten path a little bit in Chicago. So it's not like she's, she was going door to door. And so I, I picked one of them up and they were so artfully curated and the way that, and they were all mahogany. So I mounted them on acrylic stands of varying heights and they were completely the inspiration for the walking man. They were just this inspiration, and when I put them on a shelf for a client uh, in the Gold Coast, it, it was just like even the reflection of, and you know, the originals, which I sold a few until I decided that these are so special. Um, so the Global Views pieces are the inspiration from those originals, and they're just I mean, everybody who they were just installed at a fantastic hotel in, in Miami oh, wow. and uh, but people who appreciate those appreciate that whimsy and design that we don't have enough of it's not serious I wonder do designers style or design according to their personality because you are very vibrant and warm and colorful and do you think that's the case for for most interior designers do they from a place within it's you know who they are being reflected in their designs oh I, I 100% think so and I I know I've had this conversation with with colleagues and friends who want to get into licensing and we talk about the brands that we admire or that we we tout and and share with our clients are the brands, the licensed brands and partnerships that are true to that particular designer. Because a lot of times there are people who are out licensing and they have a million different lines with a dozen different companies, but you can't really see that vision of who they really are in those pieces, so it doesn't feel true. And I think it's really, I mean, to, in order for me to believe in a, in a brand, I really have to make sure that it feels like that person that you're representing. And I mean, you think of the designers that you feel are iconic and are so, so successful at branding and licensing, it's those that stay true to that vision and that everything goes along together. So much to be said in that statement. Tell me about some of your favorite creations. I think that I have, gosh, the wiggle chair is probably right up there as my very favorite piece of, of furniture that I've designed where we've done some iterations of it and on it. And I think I would have to say that my favorite pieces are the ones where other designers who are using them send me images of them and their project. Gosh, that has that personality and that vibe, the walking men. Um, there's a tied coffee table and side table that's made out of a colorful shocker, green and blue and, and gorgeous. My favorite. That you're wearing. Um, beautiful uh, mosaic of cut glass. Um, and I think another piece that's near and dear to my heart, uh, Global Views sent me to, uh, to Vietnam and to China to represent them for their 20th anniversary there with their, their colleagues and subsidiaries and also to go visit the factories that create my pieces. 
And I went to this tiny village in Vietnam where they create my Gemma coffee table and the lacquered pieces for Global Views. And we literally walked into someone's home and you go into their, their, their backyard. And here are all of these people creating this table that you've designed. And they have got 50 of them lined up because thank goodness it's a good seller. Uh, but they have the, the, the carcasses and they're working on the lacquer and they, they, they appreciate you so much because what would they be if they didn't have this relationship? So that really that changed my life. That was in March. How does that make you feel to see the, the vision come so to life like that? I'm so proud. And, and just for example, today on Instagram, I put up an image of a designer who had used that Gemma table in the most beautiful project. And I was so, I'm so pleased that it was part of her beautiful vision, but also that she's supporting that village and those people who are so appreciative of that craft and they're so talented. So talented. They, they are incredible people. Are you ever surprised when you see your pieces used in a surprising environment? That's what makes me the happiest about those pieces, is I don't want to be ever be expected. I don't want my portfolio to look like every home looks the same. And the fact that, that people use my pieces, particularly when they do pieces that are, they use their own material. So they do the COM or COL. And we see the completely different fabric options that are, that can be used on a particular chair or a bench or a settee and change it. Wow. Walk me through where we're standing right now. Okay, so I'm so excited. Now. Tell me. We're sweating. <laughs> we're sweating. I am not, I'm not going to lie. It's a little hot in here because we are under construction. Literally, this is the bare bones and we have no air conditioning. We have no electricity. I'm sure it's a hundred degrees. So right now we are in the conference room, which is, thank you. Oh gosh. Well, the best thing about it is the original brick. That's out. That's happening. That's really happening. And so the shopping center was built in 1955, and it was resurrected. You have such a fantastic personal history with being here during the, the restoration and the renovation. Nobody thought it would be what it is at this time. So it's crazy. So here we are. We have a four, four walls of brick. Um, it's probably Chicago brick. I would not be surprised. And we are looking at about 2,000 square feet of prime retail space that I'm going to open up on November 5th. November 5th. Well, it's my sorority's 100th anniversary at the University of And so we are having a little Sunday afternoon champagne gala. And uh, I've told my contractor, chop, chop. Got to get going. This is going to be just a, a compilation of a bunch of different, very similar to our showroom okay. um, and storefront in Chicago. Just a, 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 a dalliance of vignettes and different light fixtures and everything will be for sale and everything, it will be cash and carry um, with the possibility of reordering a lot of the the JB for Global Views pieces. That's gonna be a big emphasis here because I've been so excited about sharing that with, with a new market. And when you can see everything, kind of the cornerstone of my collection was, you can walk into the showroom, you can buy 
multiple pieces of the collection, but they don't look like they all go together. Right. So you don't feel like you've walked into something and said, hey, all of these pieces are beige, all of these pieces are brown. There's just that texture and that layer and just take it all home and, you know, I wish we had room for shopping carts, but I don't see a place. I don't see a place. Oh, AJ's. You can take a shopping cart from AJ's and just, and you have to go to Lou Malnati's Pizza. And then you can go to the this, this Shake Shack and then Chipotle, okay. Flower Child. And the fact that, I mean, this, the housing and the, the, the people who come to this particular shopping center at Uptown Plaza are going to be looking for this, this kind of, I don't know, it's something different within the city. And I think they're going to find it here. Tell me, and I promise, last couple of questions, how your collaboration with Global Views is going and any future plans or what's on the horizon? We have a lot on the horizon, actually. We're working on the fourth collection right now as we speak. And um, that's something that's kind of taking my time away from the multitude of projects that we have going on. We're really busy. We, <laughs> we just need to focus and compartmentalize and spend certain days on certain things uh, as opposed to many things in one day. Um, the, the partnership is one of the most fulfilling things I have ever participated in. I was just in New York um, last week or a couple days ago, actually, for What's New, What's Next, where Global Views introduced um, Whitney, who is the new editor-in-chief of El Decor magazine. Oh which was such a fantastic uh, partnership that they have with Randa and El Decor, and I was very thankful to be a part of that. It's a lot of energy, and there's so many things going on in the design world, and you get to see all of your pals. Will we see you in High Point? Absolutely, I will be there. I've got a couple of different panels, and I'm not launching a bunch of new pieces for Global Views in October. We've got some, a few smaller pieces, but uh, in April, we've got a, a bigger launch happening. And I've never done this. I have good buddies, and yes. they introduced me to their, one of their, their favorite realtor, and she found us this amazing home in the historic Emery Wood district. Yeah, so we're gonna try it. I'm so tired of staying at these hotels where they run out of Chardonnay, and you, <laughs> you, you gotta take that shuttle. We're gonna be walking to market. Oh my gosh, that, I mean, yeah, I, my, my, my feet are dreaming. <laughs> yes. oh, and you've got higher, well, we kind of have the same, <laughs> the same high heels. We made it through Vegas, but I'm not sure they're gonna make it through high I know. <laughs> Thanks for joining me on the Design Daily. I'll be in High Point next week and bringing back the best of fall market. Stay up to date at thedesigndaily.com.